Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, I'm going to do a little Bible background today, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the different Bible translations that were around in the time of Jesus. Maybe you've never considered the fact that there were actually multiple translations of the Old Testament in Jesus's day that we know that he read and that the apostles and the early church read as well. And I just want to discuss those because there are points in Scripture where it makes a difference knowing which translation is being used. So really, there are three main groups of translations, although technically you could could break that out into four. And what I mean is by language. So the first one is what's known as the Masoretic Text. The Masoretic text is the Hebrew text of the Old Testament, which is to say the original language that the Old Testament would have been written in. And we have manuscripts for Masoretic texts that date from roughly 500 to 1000 AD. Now, wait a second. I thought we were talking about what translations existed when Jesus was around. Well, we are. The point of bringing up the Masoretic text is to say that before we discovered the Dead Sea Scrolls in the mid-1940s and 50s, which are also written in Hebrew, this was as old as we had for the Hebrew translations of the Old Testament. But when we discovered the Dead Sea Scrolls, that pulled the Hebrew text of the Old Testament all the way back to one to 200 years before Jesus. And there are many, many, many ways in which the Dead Sea Scroll Hebrew and the Masoretic Hebrew overlap and are identical. And there are also some significant ways in which they diverge. So in some ways, you might say that they are different translations, although it depends on the book that we're talking about or the specific set of verses. Overall, though, they're both written in Hebrew, and so in this way, you can sort of lump them together as one translation if we're just looking at language. Another translation that was around in the time of Jesus is known as the Septuagint, or the LXX, which is the numeral for 70, which refers to the number of translators that were on the translation committee. Now, the Septuagint was created somewhere in the neighborhood of 300 to 150 years before Jesus. And I say that because they started with the the Torah, the first five books of the Old Testament, and it took some time, many years in fact, to complete the translation of the Old Testament. And the Septuagint is a Greek translation of the Hebrew. And it was written for Greek-speaking Jews living outside of the Uh, area of the promised land and and, uh, Jerusalem who spoke Greek. And so this is possibly the first translation of the Old Testament is this Septuagint. 
And as I mentioned with the Dead Sea Scrolls, there are some significant ways in which the Septuagint differs from the Hebrew text. There are some verses where it's kind of loosey-goosey with the translation. And then there are other areas where it is as as close as you could possibly get translating between two languages. The, the exact wording and thought is, is right there. Finally, there were Aramaic translations. And Aramaic was its own language, and it was the common tongue spoken by uh, Jewish people in the area of the Holy Land uh, at, at and before the time of Jesus. And we have Aramaic translations of the Old Testament dating as far back as maybe around 100 years before Jesus. All this means is that we have at least three distinct languages for the Old Testament uh, and its translations around and in the culture at the time of Jesus and his disciples. And we know this because we actually find examples of some of these in the Bible, in the New Testament. In fact, the Gospels often quote When they quote Old Testament passages, they often quote from the Septuagint when they're citing those passages. One example would be that Jesus himself in Mark 7, 6 through 8, when he quotes Isaiah 29, 13, he actually quotes the Septuagint version. But that doesn't mean that Jesus and the disciples read the Septuagint and that's all that they knew. Because we also know that Jesus almost certainly read and used the Hebrew text. And we know this from passages like Luke chapter 4, verses 16 through 21, when Jesus goes into the temple and he asks for the scroll of the book of Isaiah, and he reads from it and says, today this has been fulfilled in your hearing. From what I understand, no archaeological digs or sites have ever discovered a Greek manuscript housed within a Jewish temple. They exclusively kept Hebrew scrolls, meaning that Jesus would have read and understood the Hebrew as well. Some of the Old Testament quotations by the apostles and that we see in the New Testament aren't even exact quotes of any of these translations. There's actually evidence that uh, at some point, some of the apostles sort of riffed and made up their own inspired translation of certain Old Testament passages, especially when Paul starts getting into how he is understanding an Old Testament verse by analogy and saying, here's what it really means, even though this is what it says, and sort of bringing the the, the theology and teaching of that passage in line with what he understands and wants to say about Jesus. And so, Does that mean then that if Jesus and the disciples used the Septuagint, which at at times is its own very loose translation of the Hebrew, and then at other times they made their basically own translations of the Hebrew text, does that mean that it doesn't really matter how formal we are with our translations of the Bible today? I don't think so. And to bolster that point, I would just remind us that if you look at Matthew twenty-two thirty-two, when Jesus was in a conversation with the Pharisees talking about resurrection, Jesus used the verb tense in one word, in one verse to do theology and to prove a point to them. 
he rested his whole case on the fact that the passage he was quoting in Exodus uses the verb am instead of was to say that God is the God of the living, not the dead, in reference to Abraham and the Old Testament patriarchs. So I think we can say definitively, if Jesus is using the the tense of a single verb and a single word in a single verse, that precision in Scripture mattered to Jesus. And I think it mattered to the apostles as well. Yet we can also look at what we see in Scripture and say they felt a certain liberty with the text as well. But I would caution us to say Jesus was probably the exception here, as was the apostles being inspired to write the scripture that they did. For us, I would just leave us with this thought. If you're interested in serious study of the Bible, get a precise translation. Get something like the NASB or the ESV or the NET, one of those. And it's going to get you as close to the original languages as possible, which is important because the closer we can get to the original languages, the closer we can get to understanding and thinking about scripture the way that Jesus and the apostles would have thought about it. 